This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. We know that bells of all shapes and sizes are still used today, aren't they? But from the very beginning, they had a functional purpose. And that purpose was to call people's attention to a celebration, to gather, to hear a message. They were rung to warn and to remind people of their responsibilities. In fact, sometimes they were rung so everyone would gather to hear the herald from the king to see what the king had to say. Through the centuries, church bells including bells that rang at Christmas time, have rung to accomplish all of these purposes. The interesting thing about bells is they can ring, and if you live near a church, if you live in the vicinity of where bells are used, they tell us that those people can become so used to hearing the bells that they completely ignore them, and in some cases, even stop hearing the bells. The message that you've heard today, drama and song, I Heard the Bells, has delivered a powerful message about a young woman who finally gave her life to Christ. The old familiar Carols rang and rang in her life without making a difference. And yes, this is a dramatization, it's a story. But in this vast world, you know what? It's a true story. In fact, that story is repeated over and over and over. Sadly, it's repeated in many of our Christian homes, and I would even say most of our churches. 2021's already gotten a rough start, hasn't it? For our nation. Certainly, as we've said farewell to some believers that we're going to see again soon. But it all reminds us that Jesus is coming back very soon. One particular line that the young woman in our drama continued to use over and over was this line. But I grew up in it. But I grew up in it. Many of us have grown up in it. And by that we've, we've heard good preaching, we've heard the hymns, we've heard the carols. Many of us were raised in Christian homes that really accurately depict what we saw today. Christmas traditions, reading the scripture, reminding us of the purpose of Christmas, love. But in some lives it hasn't make it made any difference. My challenge today, I have never been more burdened in my life than I am this morning. In my lifetime, I did not think I would see the deterioration of my country like I've seen it now. 
I am beginning to understand more and more why, in the book of Revelation, America does not appear. We will not be a power. We will not have influence. But the reason is, America's heard the bells. We've had the truth. Our nation doesn't want the truth. You can be as irritated as you want to be with Washington and all the shenanigans up there, but you know what? Americans voted on people and put them there. The blindness spiritually is systemic. But my concern as a messenger of the gospel is that in the remaining time that we have, that we hear the gospel bells. And as the young man in the drama said to the young woman, it, you know, you're, you're worried about all the wrong things, what people are going to think and, and, and all that stuff. And some who are listening to my voice today, whether on the live stream or perhaps here, your head is full of mush that Satan wants to use well, I, I've seen Christians that aren't consistent and, and people that tried to push their beliefs on me and, and, and your head is thinking all those things, but none of those things are going to matter when you see Jesus. I've had to do some soul searching myself. And in that soul searching, I've had to think about my own life. I made a profession as a young person. I believe now that's when I was saved. But I know that later I had to push all those fears aside in my life because I had doubts and I had to turn my heart over to Christ. And I just want to share with you today what I, what I believe is the issue of why we have many Christians, professing Christians, who do not have changed lives. Remember what God said, if any man or woman be in Christ, they're a new creation. You can look at them, and you're going to see change. You're going to see fruit. You're also going to see struggle, because when we get saved, we don't get new flesh. So there is going to be struggle, but in those struggles, you will see spiritual awareness of people who want to make things right, who want to go to the Lord, who... Struggle is, is real for all of us, but there's going to be life and light. When a person claims to be a Christian and there's no fruit, there's no life, no th thought of God or any... Not, not, I'm not talking about pleasing people and, and going through the motions. I'm talking about where it's genuine. It's from the heart. And if that is not the situation, I, I just want to plead with you from my heart to yours today. To turn to Christ. But here's what you have to consider. I'm in Matthew chapter 7, and I want to read what, what I believe is one of the scariest passages in the Bible. I'll just be honest. In Matthew 7, we begin reading in verse 21 this. Jesus is concluding his sermon on the mount, and he says in verse 21, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Now that's a complex verse for this reason. 
they did call him Lord. Romans chapter 10 says that that is part of being saved. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth that Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, and here's the thing, here's the key. With the heart man believes unto righteousness. I know as a young person, when I first professed faith in Christ, I really did not understand, and, and here's, here's what I want to leave with you. I did not understand repentance. Now, partly because I was in a Christian home and I was made to do right. Nothing I, I'm saying this morning is meant to cast doubt in, in the heart of anyone who is genuinely saved. But repentance is, I acknowledge my lostness as a sinner. Many times for people that are older, their life is, is a mess because of what sin has done in ravaging them. And they're in bondage, they're in the chains of sin, and they, they want to be delivered. But, but so often, young people, for various reasons, sometimes even young adults, will, will just pray a prayer to get somebody off their back. They'll pray a prayer because they want to be accepted into a... Uh, into the assembly or, or whatever. But people that get saved understand I'm a sinner, and because of my sin, I am condemned already. I am, I'm on my way to hell. I'm already under a death sentence. And these people said, Lord, Lord. And then they want to go to actions. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, we have, not, have we not prophesied in thy name? In other words, they said good things. And in thy name cast out devils. They saw supernatural things. And in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me. And here's, here's what defined them. Ye that, and in the tenses here, ye that continue to work iniquity. In other words, they did actions, they said good things, but in their hearts, they know, and God knew, and I believe the Holy Spirit convicts them of this, there was a continual pattern of sin. They had never been transformed. And it's in that, that moment before the throne that, that later the Lord will say, His angels will take them, bind them, and they'll be cast into outer darkness and real, a real place called hell. But the issue was not a changed life. They saw it. In the drama here, the mother saw it. Parents can see it. Others can see it. And, and yet our hearts are, are de desperately wicked. We deceive ourselves into thinking, well, I'm okay because I do some good things. And people accept me. That doesn't matter. There has to be repentance. And that's why Paul said uh, in chapter, uh, chapter uh, 20 of Acts that in his ministry was characterized, his preaching was characterized by testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Twice in Luke 13, the Lord says, 
except you repent, you'll all likewise perish. And when I got assurance of my salvation, God had brought me to that point because I had seen in my life, and the older we get, the more aware we are, if we're thinking how lost we are and how wicked our flesh is. Uh, you would have had a hard time convincing me as an 8-year-old I deserved hell. But as an 18-year-old, I, I knew. 28-year-old, <laughs> oh my. So my challenge to us today is, has there been transformation in your life? I'm not talking about reformation. We're, again, it's the new year. We're, we're trying to change things. I'm not talking about reformation. I'm talking about transformation. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passing away. All things are becoming new. There is spiritual change. Have you heard the gospel bells? Have you heard the truth? And has that truth really set you free. There, there were so many lines today in the drama that, that the Holy Spirit, I believe, wanted to use to, to challenge all of us. I was talking to a, a man yesterday. We were having Bible study together, and, and he made this statement. We were talking about some of these things. He made this statement. He said, it's going to be very interesting when the rapture happens, if it happens on a Sunday morning. How many preachers are left here? How many church members are left behind? Now the scripture does give us an example of someone who is the poster child, if I can use that, for Matthew 7, 21 to 23. The poster child, if you want to see it in living color, is a man named Judas Iscariot. Matthew 10 tells us that the Lord chose 12 disciples. And here's what the Lord did with those 12 disciples. He sent them out and he said, you're going to have power over demons. You're going to heal the sick. And then he lists those, those disciples. Do you know what is so frightening about that passage? that when the twelve went out, the twelve did those things in Jesus' name. But one of them was lost. One of them embraced some ideals, but he never believed on the Lord. And he was so good at what he did, that even up until the time of the la what we call the Last Supper, when Jesus sits with his disciples and he says, one of you is going to betray me, not a man at that table besides the Lord and Judas knew who that man was. And so the Lord says, to whom I give the sop, he handed it to Judas. Judas got up and he's gone. But here's what we realize about Judas's life. You can only pretend for so long. Only so long. Here's a man, Judas was probably in his mid-30s or younger. 
and he couldn't pretend anymore. He couldn't take it anymore. And when he got a better offer, he bolted. But within hours, he realized he had made the worst mistake of his entire life. And the Lord's commentary on Judas was, been better if that man had not been born. Oh my. To be so close to have heard all the good preaching of our Lord, to see the miracles, to see the love. And he turned his back on it. Here's what we know. The Lord wants to save every one of us. And he will use circumstances, as was presented in the drama, he'll, he'll use circumstances to draw us to himself. He loves you so much, he died and shed his blood for you and for me. But you have to choose. Your parents can't choose for you. Your grandparents can't choose for you. You have to decide to believe on Jesus Christ and be saved. And so it's as simple as this. If you feel the Lord working in your heart, tugging, stirring, convicting, you need to just humbly say to God, you know what, I, Lord, you're right, I'm a sinner. My righteousness, it, it may be better than others, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't cut it with you. And Lord, I acknowledge I'm a sinner and, and forgive me. And Lord, I believe that you accomplished everything for my salvation. And right now I'm putting my full trust, my faith in you. Lord, would you please save me? And here's what he says. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. Not the head. With the heart man believes unto righteousness. Is made righteous. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation we're starting a new year i'm so thankful i don't have to look at 2021 and wonder how i'm going to get me through it i know the lord and so my citizenship isn't even here whatever happens here and i i love my nation my country but whatever happens here i'm going to heaven I know King Jesus. He's my Savior. And I hope he's your Savior today. And so, I'm not asking if you've prayed a prayer, but have you ever before the Lord acknowledged that you're a sinner? Acknowledge that before him and then invited Jesus Christ to be your Savior. This is somber. Um, I wish I... Wish it wasn't that way. But folks, things are desperate. And our need is desperate. But the deliverance is through Christ. He is, by the way, and the choir just sang about, He is the only way. You're not going to find another way. And so we turn to Him today. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Lord, thank you. Those here in the auditorium have listened so well. And Holy Spirit, I, I just wanted to be used of you. I can't persuade anybody to go to heaven. It has to be your conviction as you draw them. And Lord, honestly, the hardest people to be drawn 
are those who have tasted of the blessings of salvation. They've been in Christian homes, in good churches. The wholesomeness of even a time like Christmas. They've gotten to experience all that. And it's easy for them to think, well, I'm okay. Well, I believe those things. But Father, as we've seen recently in our church with some who, whose lie, they, they finally got saved and their lives were radically transformed. And thank you for that reminder that there's more to it than just acting like a Christian. We have to know Christ. Instead of just claiming Christianity, we have to possess Christ. And so in these final moments, Lord, I pray that you'll work in hearts. Toward the hope of our high calling, toward the promise we've received. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God, or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, please visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We encourage you to share this message with others. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and God's Word has had an impact on your life, as together we strive to show forth the path of life. Press on.